Although my name is rooted from a fierce heroine in the Bible whose story is honorable, vivid, and selfless, like find me another mama you know who tore her child's foreskin for the sake and protection of her family. But that's a story for another day and another time. <laughs> but I often resonated with her husband, Moses. If you can relate to anxiety stifling your actions but still desire to overcome it, you're going to want to listen to this one. So tune in, take note, and get ready. Whether knowingly or unknowingly is a trauma you've experienced holding you captive, or you're struggling with confidence in your identity in Christ, or are you tired of being the superhero in everyone else's life except your own, then sis, this podcast is for you. Here on Boundaries for Believers, you will find practical solutions that free from self-sabotage, your inner critic, and that drama that you volunteered yourself to be in. Hey, beloveds, I'm your host, Zipporah Adatolowa, a believer, wife, social worker, and a lover of all things old Hollywood. As a recovering people pleaser and former woe is me candidate, I've been there, you're not alone, and I'm on this journey with you. With that being said, grab your mug for that coffee or tea, or if you're feeling inclined for some wine, let's cheers on three. <laughs> As ratings and reviews are helpful for outreach, I wanted to share this one with you. It's titled The Realist by Danny B. Thank you for being so real and open to us. I could really relate to so much that was said. Thank you for the little tokens of knowledge that I gained from listening. Love everything about these episodes. Can't wait to listen to more. Danny B, thank you so much for your review. I really appreciate your vulnerability and you taking the time to share your thoughts. Appreciate you. Now, who was Moses? Some would say the noble shepherd who lived beyond the age of 100. Some would think of that burning bush or even that classic movie, The Prince of Egypt. Well, today we'll recognize him as a stuttering, stubborn fellow who shied away from the calling over his life. Y'all, three times he was quick to tell Jesus to pass his calling to somebody else because of his fear, insecurities, and limitations. But God overlooked his self-doubts and challenged him to see beyond with a simple question, what's in your hand? But before we can address what's in your hand, let's zero in on what's in our hearts. Because like Moses, I relied more on self-doubt than on Jesus and his promises. For example, let me take y'all back to 2016 of grad school. When I applied to grad school back in 2016, it was just me and the Lord because initially I had no desire to attend graduate school. One, I'd never been a great scholar, surprise. And number two, I was already coughing up those student loans from undergrad. But I knew if it was his will, he would provide. So prayers during those days literally was like, Lord, if this is what your will is for me, I will need everything provided from financially, community to support. And sis, he provided exponentially. But what I didn't see coming was during my last year of grad school, I received news that mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. This would have been her second go around. As I had no hesitancy with stepping in to support mom, the silent fear I had about her well-being lingered in the background. 
In return, I was on the brink of failing one class. I doubted if I was you know, able to cross the stage with my cohorts, and I questioned if I was smart enough to pull it all off. Considering a hardship withdrawal to balance my personal and academic life was very much a reality, as I allowed fear, insecurities, and self-doubt to rule my actions. And fast forwarding to today, by the grace of God, mom is cancer-free and grad school ended seamlessly where I did not have to request a hardship withdrawal. But what I learned then from what I'm gaining now is if I don't get my anxiety under control, it will control me. Most recently, as in the day of this podcast launch, there were a lot of technical logistics that were not on my side from Apple Podcasts app, the main podcast hub was not syncing my episodes. And on top of that, I happened to upload one wrong episode. So yeah, my emotions were all out of whack where fear, insecurities, and self-doubt crept in again. But I knew if I don't get my anxiety under control, it will control me. And how many of us can relate to just our emotions being all out of whack, all stretching and extending from one side to the next, and our emotions will cause us to spin our thoughts in a, in a tizzy. Later, having our actions mimicking those chaotic feelings. Okay, y'all, don't get me wrong. Emotions are a great advocate to help us understand what is happening internally. You know, it's a great tool to help us figure out, okay, how can I respond accordingly? What is it that I'm feeling? Um, What should be the proper expression or what is the expression? It's a great indicator of what to do next, but we don't have to allow this to control or dictate our actions. So what did I learn during those scenarios and very similar ones like that? Well, I recognized my heart. I recognize my heart governs three aspects. And I'm going to share this with you on how y'all can also overcome this. Because self-regulation or regulating our emotions, that is one facet of internal boundaries, okay? So recognizing the heart has three aspects, emotions, mind, and will. Within our emotions, how do we regulate our emotions? Within our mind, how do we regulate our emotions to redirect our thoughts? With our will, how do we regulate our emotions to redirect our thoughts to execute the plan with intent? So I'm going to do a quick breakdown so we can really navigate this together. Starting with number one, our emotions. There's no gain in ignoring our emotions. We have seen moments where we have suppressed our emotions or denied our emotions and then later festered up in different ways. Um, But the first thing to do with emotions is simply acknowledge. What am I feeling? I'm feeling like this. And put a name to it, put a word to it, put a voice to it so it can be later managed better. And with regulating our emotions, you know, the action that can be helpful, there's a myriad of things that you can do. One, we all know the old school method of count to 10, breathe and count to 10. Walk your dog. If you don't have a dog, walk yourself. That is an idea. But when it comes down to the first step is simply acknowledging your emotions and putting voice to what you feel. And number two, with recognizing the heart, 
the second aspect of the heart is the mind. When it comes down to the mind, it's helpful to redirect the thoughts, especially when you're in that havoc moment or you're in that fast-paced race cycle with your emotions and your, th- uh, and your thoughts. There's two things that can be a helpful practice. One, recalling the promises. Recalling the promises of what did God restore for me then? Or what did I do to get myself out of that previous ordeal? One example of thinking about God's promises is what I said before. If Lord, if this is what your will is for my education back in grad school, you have provided then, you will provide now. Or another thing I'll suggest to you is recalling that favorite scripture verse. When it's reminding yourself when it comes down to scripture, all things are for my good. So even in this state where there's havoc or my emotions need to be regulated, let me just take a beat, take a pause and just recognize my thoughts need to be redirected during this time. And third, the will. As in to execute a plan with intent, to execute a plan to have an action with intent. This is where a few questions come to mind. What is my best next step after I have regulated my emotions so I'm calm now, I'm a little bit in a better state mentally, emotionally. I redirected my thoughts so I am in a sound mind where I'm not being fueled by anxiousness. So now I can ask myself, what is my best next step? Who do I lean on? What are my resources? And those are the things that we can pose to ourselves when we find ourselves in these cycles where we just need to self-regulate. And I get it. We all have different responses and temperaments, but I simply want you to recognize the heart and how it speaks in three different aspects emotions one two the mind and three the will so y'all 2024 is here and happy happy new year but this does not mean we're exempt from life's dilemmas along with possible fear insecurities and limitations that may come but live out your calling anyway as the world needs your unique stories and abilities god is faithful and he will always always provide so I pose the question to you. Before you check your hand, what's in your heart? Thanks for tuning in today. Whether this episode lightened your load, pulled on those heartstrings, or reinforced those boundaries, then sis, I'd love if you were to share this with a friend or left a written review on Apple Podcast. But if you want to continue this conversation with my trauma-informed life coaching services, then I invite you to check out the link in the show notes so I can best support you. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Boundaries for Believers. And see you next time, beloveds. Be blessed, be real, and go out there and redefine your boundaries.